Okay, so first of all, big shkoyach to, I guess, anonymous. Can we say it? We're allowed to say it. Ari, we're allowed to say it's Ari? Okay, it's okay. No, big shkoyach to Ari for putting this together, for sponsoring it, for Yaakov for putting this beautiful flyer. It's a beautiful flyer, last minute. Not just that, probably you ordered the food. Allah good tzachin. No, the tzaddik should be, uh, we should be zaychet to have the tzaddik as a milt yoshif for us. This is our second year being able to be zaychet to do this, to get together on the yard site. So it's a tzitzchus for all of us, it's a tzitzchus for Kal Yisrael to have tzaddikim like that. So we should be zaychet that the tzaddik should continue to focus his attention on us. You know, I mentioned this, uh, I mentioned this once that a, while, a couple years ago, I think it was, I don't know how long ago, someone sent me a video from Rich Meyer that was like before COVID, whatever, randomly Rich Meyer wasn't by the yard site. Ravitch Meyer just like, you know, mentioned uh, his chavr that he wants to go to Karastir. So he's in Karastir and, uh, and he's davening by the Tzian. And after he's davening, so he turned, this is what the video showed, that he turned to one of the people over there and he said that you should know, it's not the shot that like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like Chal Yisrael become like infatuated or we start to pay attention to certain siddiqs. He said it's fakir, it's the other way. That in Shemaim, the tzaddik, for whatever reason, decides to pay attention to us. And so Mimela, he's looking at us, so we look back at him. And Rav Meir said, and Lav Dafka will it always be like that. Maybe something else will get the tzaddik's attention, and he'll turn back around and Ganeid, and he'll and and stop uh, you know, gazing upon us. You have to have as long as that takes place. The fact that, you know, that Rav Shemaim, that, that, uh, that uh, Rav Shaila's, you know, it, it, I remember years ago, like, you know, uh, going to, let's say, Williamsburg to give Shearman things like that, and, you know, they would have, like, a, for bringing a pseudo yard site for Abshayla. Honestly, I probably never heard of Abshayla at the time, and all it was, it was by Samar Chassidim, that's what it was, you know, but now that it's by everyone, and it's like a common thing, like everyone, it's not a Chiddush anymore, it's like a Dover Pashi. It means the Tzadik is still paying attention to us, and as long as the Tzadik is paying attention to us, so we have to pay attention back, and it will be a schuss for us. All right, so last year when I, uh, when I spoke about the tzaddik, I spoke about a particular aspect, what was something that at least I think we all recognize as something unique, and that was the Indian of Rav Shaila with mice. All right, so I figured along that lines, so we'll, we'll, let me take for today, just for a few minutes, another Indian that is a little bit unique to Rav Shaila, and to speak about that, Nakuda. So we all know that it's, it's well known that Rav Shaila was, was Paul Yeshua's on an unbelievable scale, through food, it was through food. Everyone knows, through, whether it be, you know, uh, challah rolls, whether it be through sugar or stam, you know, different things. And, it, and, and, he, and he knew that was where his kayak was coming from. It was in order to be mashpi and to bring Yeshua and Nisim, Amish Nisim, Nisim going to Yidin through food. There's even a Maisa, this is not a Maifa story, it was just one of the stories that there was a group of, uh, of Bachram that were traveling to somewhere else and were traveling through Karastir. And so uh, they were there on Shabbos. And Rishayla noticed them. He went over to them. He said, so where, where are you staying? And so he said, the particular house that they're staying by. And Rishayla got very upset. He said, in Karastir, everyone knows you have to eat by Shaila. You have to eat by Shaila. And he was like mocked about it. Why? What's Tam? Because he wants to have another opportunity to be Machnes Archen. It's not a shock. Because he knew that there's Yeshuas, there's Inyanim, that he has to be Poyal through food. So he needs uh, Yidin to come and partake of that, of that Indian. So this Indian of a tzaddik giving over food and shirayim and brachas coming from food, that's not necessarily so unique. We find this by many tzaddikim. But what is ironic is that Rav Shaila himself was known as, in his, personally, a very, very big parish. Very much, very much into fasting. It was known that even though in the pictures it looks like he's a little bit larger, like he wore baggy clothing. He himself was mamish 
skinny as anything because he was mamish always with fasting. So what we find is this ironic nakuda is that the tzaddik himself is completely removed from all gashmis. Completely removed from all gashmis. Some tzaddikim are not like that, right? Some tzaddikim, their inyan is to eat and to be involved in gashmis. And so therefore, I guess that makes sense. If they're involved in gashmis, then their pulas come through gashmis. But this ironic inyan of the tzaddik being himself a complete parish from gashmis, but then the Yeshua's that he brings dafka through gashmis is a little bit funny. We find this again, so it's, it's something that you find very shy. I love it, it's by other Siddiquim too. Lamashal, in more recent times, you have uh, uh, Baba Salik. Right? Baba Salik is also known that his Yeshua, he was piled with making Lachayim with Iraq and Sudas Rishchaydish, was always with food. But he himself was always fasting. His mom is a tiny, skinny, frail person. So also this ironic Zach, that he himself, his, his personal Avaida, was completely fasting and disconnected from food. But the Yeshua, he was with Yidin, was Davka through food. The truth is, we find this by those couple tzaddikim. There's other tzaddikim as well. But even in Chazal, we find we find tzaddikim that were like this too. For example, um, uh, the Gemara says about Rav Chanina ben Daisa. The Gemara says uh, it's a whole nice in the Gemara Tainus where this where this line, the context of it. But the Gemara says that a Baskel came out and said by Rav Chanina ben Daisa that Kol Ha'Elam Nizan B'Shvil Chanina Beni. The whole world gets their parnasa and all Yeshuas and all physical parnasa and shefa comes bishul chanin comes because of chanin ben daisa and as the nomi lemelch teaches bishvil shvil is a is a pipeline no it's not just in the schus of chanin ben daisa he was the tzaddik that was meshvir this and not necessarily did he have like a tish that he gave alechaims like that but in ruchni it's all shefa of parnasa the entire generation was coming from chanin ben daisa the chanin Vini. But Hanina himself said the Baskal, Dayla Bakav Kharuvim, all he eats all week long, and he's happy with that. Sizavaida is only a certain measure of carbs, of boxer. So his whole Indian, his personal Avaida was Mamish precious and fasting and disconnected from Gashmias and Parnasa and Inyanim of, of food. But that stuff gives in to be Mashpia in that way. So it's a little bit of a funny thing. Okay. Now the truth is we find this uh, similar type of steer, I guess you can say in terms of Torah as well. I'll give an example. So everyone knows, like Rechaim Kinyaski, right? So Rechaim Kinyaski was, was known for, for many things, but the, the first thing that stands out is that he's like the, the, uh, the, 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 the standard and the, not that I shouldn't say the standard, he's the, uh, the he, he represents like Hasmada, right? The gold standard, right? The gold standard of Hasmada, not, not Bittal Torah. In the times of Chazal by the Tanayim Marshal, there was also a tzaddik who was the epitome of everything that's not Bittal Torah, of everything that's Hasmad, of constantly learning all day long without any Bittal, without any other involvement, and that was Rishim Baruchai. The Gemara says, as he, he's even called Rishim Baruchai Vechaver of Tarasim Umnasam, the title of someone who's learning all day without any distraction, without any interruptions. That the, the description of such a person in Chazal is like Rishim Baruchai and his chaverim. Rishim Baruchai is that stand. The Pella is, and we all know, right? It's the Gemara that he comes out of the cave, right? Coming to Lagbaim, he comes out of the cave, and he and his son they see people working and they're destroying everything. So he's like, Asmada, never stop learning. The Pella is there's a Gemara that says like this: Rishim Baruchai said, says in Pasuk Vegisavayom Belayim, you have to learn Torah day and night. Said Rishim Baruchai. It, how do you fulfill that mitzvah? If a person says, Yidavin Shach, Yidavin Mayrev, so it means he said Kriyashma in the morning, he said Kriyashma at night, a little bit of learning in the morning, and a little bit of learning at night, even if it's not, even don't think of it as learning, you're davening, but that's also called learning, because it's a parish of Torah, it's Kriyashma. 
said Rishon Marichai, you're being yaitz in the midst of the geese of Yom Valayla. So the Gemara says, the Gemara records such a statement, and the Gemara says, Rishon Marichai says such a thing, but you can't publicize that because people are going to abuse it. The Gemara says that that was the original stance, that this statement to Rav Shimon has to be kept a little bit private. The Gemara says, Rav Amar, but Rav, a little bit, the later generations of Amaroim, said, Adrab, we have to be mefarsim this, in order to be mechazik, those people that are not connected to learning, that they should realize that they are connected to the Takar, but here's the Pella. Rishimachai's whole Indian is, is learning Torah all day, all night. That was his personal Indian. And what comes out of him, what's the, what's the Shirayan that he's giving us, is the opposite of that. It's that all you need is Krishna and Krishna night and your Yad design. So it's the opposite of who he is. It's the opposite of his whole personal Avaidah. So what's this Indian of, of what he's telling the Rabbim is the opposite of what his personal Avaidah is. And understand, when a Tzaddik says something in Torah, especially in Chazal, it wasn't just Tami saying an idea and it's disconnected from who he is. That, that's Hashvet Shefa. That was a Shefa. That was a, a, an emes, a light, that Rishim is bringing to the world. Every, the Rav Tzaddik has a klal. He says that, you know, Abaya, for example, said many more vertlach than what's recorded in Bavli. Right? So why do we only have the, the statements from Abaya that we have in Bavli and not more? So Rav Tzaddik has a klal. He says that the only statements that are recorded in Bavli, Yishami, and Chazal from the, from the Tzaddikim, were statements that were coming from such a deep place inside the tzaddik that they were almost as if they were compelled to say it. It was, a com- it was flowing out of them. But a vart that Abayah said, that it was just like a vart, that's not recorded in Chazal. So if you have such a statement in, from Rishim Ba'echad, Rishim Ba'echad is recorded in Shas as saying that you're in the midst of Talmud Torah by just saying Shema in the morning, Shema at night, it means that was a vart that was flowing out of him. So how could it be that a vart is flowing out of him? And his whole in is the opposite of that. His whole inning is learning Torah all day light without any break. I'll give you another example. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, okay? It starts off a little bit harsh, but you'll see what happens. There's a Gemara in, 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 in there's a Pasuk in, in Yeshaya. The Pasuk says like this. Lachein yerchiva sh'ol nafsha. Hashem says, therefore, Gehenim, sh'ol, the depths, open your mouth wide. Upara piha, and prepare to swallow. Levli chayk. Gehenim, open your mouth wide and prepare to swallow those yidin that don't have a chayk, that don't have a mitzvah. So that's what the Pasuk says. Amar Rishlakish. So Rishlakish teaches the Pasuk. What does it mean that a Gehenim is prepared to swallow someone levli chayk? It means that even if that Jew left over one mitzvah that he didn't fulfill, Gehenim should be prepared to swallow it. So if a Gehenim prepares to swallow, Levli Chayk means a Yid that left over one Chayk. He did all 612, whatever. He did all mitzvahs his whole life. One mitzvah he left over and he was Mavatal, Gehenim is going to swallow him up. Is this like Rishlakish? Om Rabbi Yechanan. So Rabbi Yechanan responds to Rishlakish. The Rabbani Shalom doesn't like you touching the Pasuk like that. That's what he says. It's interesting, right? He doesn't say you're wrong. He says the Rabbani Shalom doesn't like you touching the Pasuk like that. Because again, a vart that a tzaddik says is flowing from within himself. So there's truth to that. But Rabbi Yochan says, you should hold that in. Like, that's not the truth that the Rav wants to come out. Rather, says Rabbi Yochanan, Ella, rather you have to touch the Pasuk like this. Gehenim is prepared to swallow. The Gehenim is going to swallow a Jew that doesn't even have one, that doesn't have even one mitzvah. But as long as you have one mitzvah, so Gehenim is not going to swallow you up. So he, Rabbi Yechon is teaching in a more of a positive way that Gehenna will swallow Levli Chayk. Levli Chayk means that Yid that doesn't have any Chayk. But if you have one mitzvah to your name, you'll be fine. It's a Pella. Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish, everyone knows, Rishlakish is about Shuvah. 
Rabbi Yechonin is a tzaddik, he's So you would think, between Rabbi Yechonin and Rishlakish, which one should be more sensitive to Yidin that struggle with Yitzharas? Vada Rishlakish, right? Rishlakish struggled with Yitzharas his whole life. So you would think, if Rishlakish is going to say over a vart, it's going to be a type of vart that'll, like, uh, that, that'll be more understanding to the matzav of a Yid that doesn't, uh, that's not a, a big tzaddik. And Rabbi Yechanan, on the other end, he's the tzaddik Yisrael Eilam. He doesn't know what a Yitzhar is. So Rabbi Yechanan, we can understand. If he gives over a vart, it's a little bit more strict and harsh because he doesn't know what it means, b'chal to struggle. But Rabbi Yitzhar, Rabbi Shlokish, who's about tshuva, who should be more sensitive, he's saying a vart, which is what? That Gehenim is going to swallow a yid. Even if you leave over one mitzvah, Gehenim is going to swallow you up. But Rabbi Yechanan, who's tzaddik Yisrael Eilam, who never left off a mitzvah, Right? Rabbi Yechanan is, is a tzaddik. The Gemara says that he would stand by the mikvah of the, when the ladies walk into the mikvah. And he would say, think about me when you're in the mikvah, that you should be zeichet to have children like me. And the Gemara says such a thing, like, you know, that's not so tzniistic. And Rabbi Yechonin says, I'm not worried about the Yitzhar. I'm not worried, I'm coming from Yosef HaTzadik. Rabbi Yechonin said, I'm not worried about the Yitzhar. So such a thing, he doesn't even have a musig of what a Yitzhar is. And so such a, and, and Rabbi Yechonin is giving over a tyra, which is more understanding to Yidin to have Yitzhar. So it's like, again, weiter, it's, it's the opposite of what you think. Okay, see, here's the Yisrael. The Yisrael is like this. The Rav wants to give us all good things. The Rav wants to give us Parnasa and Shefa, Berevach. The Rav wants to give all good things. But here's the problem. The problem is, in the language of the Mekubalim, the problem is that every single one, not, I shouldn't say every single one of us, but there, there are situations in life where a Yid has Klipas attached to him. Klipas attached to him. So, Lamashal, if let's say, let's say a person, I know this is a little, maybe this is not, I mean, if you're finished eating, maybe it's okay. Let's say a person has like a parasite, right? There's such a thing, the parasite, right? So everything you eat, obviously, it gives you energy, but it's also being siphoned off by the parasite, which really gets you sicker, ultimately. So there is such a thing spiritually that people, that we have parasites. We have this, we have these gorillas on our backs, just siphoning off kaychas. And the Rabbani Shalom wants to give us kaiches, he wants to give us shefa, and he wants to give us all good things in this world. But the problem is that as long as a person has klipas that are surrounding them and, and being yoinik, and being yoinik from them, then the Rabbani Shalom's kviyachal's hands are tied because he's going to give you shefa, he's going to give us shefa. The problem is, yeah, it'll be good for you, but ultimately it won't be because at the same time the parasite is siphoning off those kaiches too, and it's going to be self destructive. That's on a, on, a, so on, a, on a Kabbalistic level, like the Lashonis that they would use is that a person's in that matzah where the klipas are being yoinik. The klipas are, are, are siphoning off kaiches from you. So therefore, because of that, the Rabbani Shalom, the, the shefa of Elokus has, has to be pulled back because the Rabbani Shalom isn't willing to allow his light to come into your life if it's just going to be feeding the other side. On a very practical, what, is that, how does that, what does that look like down here? So it looks like what the Gemara says in Lashul. The Gemara says a harsh statement, but we see it. I mean, we'll, we'll see the tikkun for this, but the Gemara says that B'derach Klal, again, I'm saying this not as a way to be Mekatshek, but just quoting a piece of Gemara. The Gemara says that poverty, B'derach Klal, is better for Yidin than wealth. Because on a collective level, when, when, there's, when there's dachos, when there's, when, when, when there's difficulties, our eyes are turned to heaven. But when there's an unbelievable amount of shefa, then what happens to that shefa? We lose sight of it, and, and uh, our eyes don't turn to heaven so naturally. The reason for that is, is because we're surrounded by klipas, so all the shefa that comes is also being mechazik and building up your own yetzar, right? So, you, you know, the Ravanshan wants all the energy to go to your toy. but well, my stuff, you have a yetzar, it's, it's going to be yetzar too. So because of that, the Ravanshan says, okay, so I'm not, so not going to give. So this is where tzaddik can come in. 
So Sadiq Makam, like the Gemara says that, uh, it's an amazing thing, the Medrash says that Rabban Shalom and Moshe Rabbeinu made a pact with each other. It's a Pel de Gazach. After the Egel, so the Rabban Shalom removed his presence from Kal Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, I'm going to mimic my Rebbe, the Rabban Shalom. So it says, the Pasuk, that Moshe Rabbeinu picked up his tent and also went out of the Machna. So Chazal Simi Medrash said, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, that's not the way this works. We're going to make a deal. Whatever I do, you do the opposite. If I'm removing myself from Kali Yisrael, you don't have to go to Kali Yisrael. Because can't, we can't have both of us removed. So someone has to work with them. If I'm, if I'm by Kali Yisrael, then fine, you could take a break. You could go on sabbatical. But if I'm going on sabbatical, then you have to be there with them. So if the Rabbani Shalom is removing his Shefa from a year because of the Klippas that are being Yonik and can't allow that Shefa to come, so the deacon have the responsibility to come and to fix the situation. So there's two basic approaches that Sadiqim have to fix the situation. One is more long-term, and one's more short-term. What's the long-term? The long-term approach is, get rid of the parasites. Get rid of the parasites. So slowly but surely build up the Yid to remind him or her who he is, who she is. Be mechazik them in Yiddishkeit, slowly build them up to where they identify themselves with their neshama. The avoid of a tzaddik, when the tzaddik can pick them up, and the Yid ultimately is then raised to a level where all the parasites remain on the bottom, right? Person moves from katnas, from a low place where all the bugs are, to a place of godless where he's in a higher place, and then there's no there's no klipas in that place. So person right now, then fine. Now now the shefa comes and it's kavaldik, and that's the tachlis. That's the tachlis. That's the ultimate job of the tzaddik to get you to that place where there's no concern of of, of klipas. No, but what's going to be until that happens? You still need shefa. You still need pranas. You still need brachas until that happens. So there's another Eitzah. The other Eitzah is for a tzaddik who in his personal life has no concern at all about this particular type of shefa causing any issues in his personal life because he's so, dis- he's so removed from that type of parasite. And that tzaddik who in his personal life there's no concern at all for this type of shefa for him to have an issue with for the tzaddik then to be dafka the shlich to give you that type of shefa. And when the shefa comes into your life from that tzaddik, it comes with his stamp. And as long as it comes with his stamp, automatically it has that protection. Let's go to, the, let's say, give an example to Rishon Baruchai. That Torah that Rishon Baruchai revealed, which is a what? That you could be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, by just saying Shema morning, Shema night. That shefa being given to people that have parasites. Right, that have uh, the klipas, uh, the, the klipa that's called bittel taira, still attached to them is a dangerous thing, because what's going to happen when that when that shefa comes to the, that Jew's life? So it'll th- that shefa is going to be siphoned off by the Sahara of bittel taira, and what's going to happen? He's not going to take taira seriously anymore because now he knows that he's yotzesan by just davening shachris and Mayrif. Therefore, if any tzaddik that were therefore no tzaddik is allowed to reveal that truth. Because by revealing that truth, it's going, to be self, it's going to be more destructive to the person receiving it if he has a Yetzirah for Bittal Tire. There's only one type of tzaddik that's going to be allowed to give over that light. And that's only a tzaddik who, who, who in his life, there's no musig of Bittal Tire. And when that tzaddik, who is in his personal life, there's bechlal no musig of Bittal Tire, then that light that's descending from him to the, to the rest of the world is automatically imbued and stamped with that, with that, with with that, uh, with that, with that shmira of the tzaddik, who's completely removed from 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 that inyan of bittul tar. 
So when that light descends into the masses, it dafke has to come from Rishem Ba'echai. It's only Rishem Ba'echai who in his personal life has no hasog of Bittu Torah, and there's no, there's, no, there's no point of contact between Rishem Ba'echai's light and the Yitzhar that's called Bittu Torah. They, they repel each other. There's no, there's no, there's no connecting link between Rishem Shimon and Bittu Torah. So Dafka Rib Shimon, therefore, he's the only one that can take, that can allow us to participate of that light without there being a concern of it connecting itself to Bitlatar, because the source that it's coming from is a tzaddik who's completely removed from Bitlatar. But if you have any less tzaddik who in his personal life has episashaychis to Bitlatar, then if that light comes to your life, then already there's a point of contact. Because even in its origin point, there's a subtle point of contact, right? And so now, if that light were to come to your life, it'll become overwhelmingly abused by the eight Sahara Bitlatar. You follow this? It's Davka the Tzaddik who, again, the, the, the chef that's coming, now the point is like this, the chef that's coming into your life, we always have to be, have to be aware, is, is it able to be, to, be on, uh, to be enmeshed with a Yetzar? What are the negative side effects of this chef? Can it be siphoned off by a particular parasite? If the root that this light is coming from is from a Tzaddik who has absolutely no shaykhs to that type of parasite, then when it comes to your life, also it's not going to have any shaykhs to that type of parasite. But if it's coming from a tzaddik who epis has a shaykhs to such a, an achiza of, of the Yitzhahara, then when it comes to your life, it's going to be even more disruptive. It's Davka Rabshimraichai, who in his personal life has absolutely zero shaykhs to Bittu Torah, so he, he could then give us such a giloy of what? Of that learning in the morning, learning at night is good enough, and without it being a concern, that it will be abused and eventually flow into Bittu Torah. Because it's coming from a person who has no shaykhs to Bittu Torah. The same thing is with Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan is revealing to us this pasuk, this truth, which is a what? That Gehenim does not swallow up a yid, that even one mitzvah protects you from Gehenim. Vaiter, that's a light, but it could be abused. If you have any side within you, if, the, if, there's, if there's any, if, if there's, a, there's a yitzar that's called laziness, as a yitzar that's called uh, not be mekayim mitzvahs. So if that light comes to your life, and that light of what? That light that says one mitzvah will protect you from Ghana. And that light is, is a light that's able to be, to be uh, attacked. It's able to be siphoned off. Then now that it comes into your life and you have a big Yetzara for being Levatal Mitzvah, that's, that's a very destructive light. Therefore, it's Davka Rabbi Yochanan who's allowed to reveal such a truth. Only Rabbi Yochanan, who is in, who in his personal life, is completely removed from Bittal Mitzvahs and is completely connected to Shmir Samitzvah in the, in the most, in most powerful way, so only a tzaddik like Rabbi Yechanan is able to give off such a light without there being any concern of that light being destructive, of it being siphoned off into a parasite that's called Bittal Mitzvah. It's coming from a tzaddik who is completely disconnected from Bittal Mitzvah. And the same thing it is with, with, with Rabbi Chanin ben Daisen. So Rabbi ben Daisen is bringing Shefa to the world of Parnassah, right? Kol but the problem is, like the Gemara says, but wealth can, can be destructive. It could bring to, to Gaiva, it could bring to Taivas, it could bring to uh, all the things that, that are no good. So how does the Rabbani Shalom ensure that he's going to bring Shefa to the world in a way where there's no concern of that light being siphoned off by Yitzhar? The answer is, where Davka coming through a tzaddik who in his personal life has zero shaykhs to any of the negative sides of Gashmi. 
It's Davka Rechni Mendoisa, who is living his life the absolute precious, has no hasog of what it means, Gashmis. That's a tzaddik who could bring mashpia, who could bring Gashmis to the world, and without there being a concern of the Gashmis flowing into negative places. Because it's coming from a tzaddik who the musig of, of Gashmis flowing into negative places is completely foreign. And the same thing it is with Rishayel, and the same thing it is with, with like the Baba Sali, these types of tzaddik. It's Davka. It's Davka Tzadik of Shiloh who, who had no shaykhist to Gashmis himself, who didn't understand the musig of, of seeing a piece of chicken as a piece of chicken. It was all iris, it was all shame sectation. It's all it was. And because of that, that's why he's able to bring a shafa of Gashmis to Yidin, even before they raise themselves up, right? Remember, so there's always two approaches. Like the long term approach is the Tzadik working with Yidin and getting them to a place of where they're, they're holding where the shefa won't be destructive for them. But what about until they reach that madrega? So until they reach that madrega, the Rabbanisham sends other tzaddikim who in their personal lives have no shaykhs to those negative side effects of the shefa, and they're the ones to bring the shefa to the world. So Tavka the tzaddik who has no shaykhs to gashmis, he's the source of gashmis. Tavka the tzaddik who has no shaykhs to bitl taira, he's the source of the, of, of the light that says, even morning and night, even shaman the morning, shaman night, you write design. It's Davka the Tzaddik who has no shaykhs to be lazy in mitzvahs, is the one to tell you that even one mitzvah protects you from Gehenna. That's the way it goes. And that's exactly why, you know, going close to Lag Beimer, that's why people have, uh, it, it, it's not just people, there, there is always this concern of like, you know, when a person spreads Pneumia Satara, right? Uh, what's Pneumia Satara about? So all Pneumia Satara is about, how close you are with the Rebbe Mishlam. You thought you were far, you thought, you, your mamish, ain't a That's what Pneumia Satara is about. So everyone always is concerned. Well, if you talk about that, then it could be abused, right? Because the guy, uh, maybe the guy should be told that you're a million miles away from God, and now you should, you'll, you'll start coming closer to him. But if I tell a yid who's anyway lazy, right, who's anyway, you know, doesn't care, and I tell them, mommies, you have no idea, Lucas is saturating your life, you're, you're close, you're the, the closest thing you have in your, in your life is a Rebun then maybe that light will be abused. But the answer is, that's why, we, that's why it's called Kabbalah. The reason why it's called Kabbalah is because it's received from the tzaddiki Hadars. And these are not Torahs, these are not Inyanim that we, that we speak about by ourselves. We speak about them as a chain that goes back to tzaddikim that had no shaykhs to the eight Saharas that we're dealing with. The tzaddikim that had no shaykhs to there being any laziness at all in their avayda. So when you have a tzaddik like Rishon Ba'ichoy, like Darizah, like Rashash, like the Balsham, like Rabbi Nachman, like tzaddikim like this, that they're completely on fire with Rabbanu Shlaylam, then and they're the ones telling you that you're close to God, then there's no concern about that Torah being abused. Because it's coming from a tzaddik who the concept of abusing such a light is completely foreign. If it's coming from a lesser person who has a shtikl netiyah to be lazy, then yeah, it's very unhealthy for such a tzaddik and destructive for such a tzaddik to say over such Torah. But Davkit, coming from Sadiqim, had no musik of what it means to be, to be uh, not running to God. So such Sadiqim that are always on fire, they're always running to God, those are the Sadiqim that can give us the biggest coolest. That's the Nakuda. Which Tzaddik has the schus to be the one to give the biggest coolest to the generation? Davkit, the Sadiqim that in their own lives are the biggest machmir. That's the way it goes. If you're the biggest machmir in the world, within your own personal life, then you can give the biggest coolest to them. So Rishim Ba'ichai, the Chavever, and so on, the biggest machmirim in terms of Bittal Taira, they can give the biggest kulas in terms of Bittal Taira. Rav Yochanan, who's the biggest machmir in terms of Shemir Samitzvahs, he can give the biggest kula in terms of Shemir Samitzvahs. Rishayel, who's the biggest machmir in terms of Prishas, 
You can be the one to give a chef a bracha natzlacha on all of them. No, so Hashem should help us. We should be zeichet to have those two types of tzaddikim. Tzaddikim that sort of help us along, that bring a shefa that's protected, that's insulated, that's not, that doesn't have any concern of it being abused and siphoned off because of the unbelievable tzaddikim that it's coming from. And we should be zeichet to then be makasher ourselves as well to those tzaddikim that pick us up and raise us up and, and, and eventually develop us into people that those concerns are b'chol not to. So we should be like to and then Sadiq should be Paul Yeshua as he always is, as he always was. Yes, God said, Mary, Amen.